The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. There we never go. discussed who was in charge. No, you just about. started waving your hand. And I'm like, okay. I completely like, went to point that we never talked about it. Yeah. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero, uh, in a very interesting look. We're in an undisclosed location in Park Outside, outside, outside a Waffle House. Waffle House. In Newport Richie. Yes. yes. Is this Newport Richie or Port Richie, by the way? And, uh, and what the fuck is the difference? Schittsburg is what this one's yeah, called. Yeah, it's definitely uh, Schittsburg. So. We're in Pasco County. That's all that matters. Frankly, I'm here for live PD, baby. That's true. <laughs> I wrestle this in can... two different live PD areas. That, that's, I was going to say, that's what you need to cross off the list. <laughs> by the way, boys and girls, the third voice that you're hearing out <laughs> yes. here, dozens and dozens, uh, is our friend Matt Kenway. Yes. Uh, who is sitting in the vehicle with us right now. Right. Uh, yeah, made it all the way back uh, to Florida. Um since holy shit forever man 445 days yeah that is quite the count most people do it in years but you're going <laughs> by days here you're like when people quote how old their kids are it's like, uh, 19, 19 and a half months old like right. what the hell are so you wait your kids about? your kids are one and a half yeah. right okay exactly. cool yeah. you, so could have, you could have just said that god yeah. damn it anywho we just got done with uh uh, ACW. Well, we just got that with Southern, a delicious waffle house. That's dinner. true. Yes, but before that, we were at ACW uh, Southern Stampede, uh, in which all three of us worked that right. show. Uh, I, showed, I, I showed up completely to like be in the audience and enjoy and enjoy a nice night out, and then I got uh, put on the clock. I got roped on the clock there. Yeah. So uh, Chad was working music. I was where's, doing announcing and commentary. And where's my white envelope? By and, the way, damn it! Uh, welcome to ACW. Yeah. And then Matt Kenway <laughs> coming in. Showcasing a fantastic match against Jared oh, Diaz, and then a Rumble spot, which was pretty buck wild. It, it was it was a fun time, and was my my like ACW and WWN live debut, which was what it it's it's weird because like it's just weird to look down at the mat and be like, oh, that's the WWN logo. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and not only that though, also interesting that. Yes, it's a big debut for uh, another company, a whole other brand, but still, same building you've wrestled in for Punk <laughs> yes. Pro several times. Like, you're like, well, I know, oh, I know where that stain is. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, golf you. I know exactly where I'm. Gonna, like, once I hit the stretch of road off of uh, 75 South, I was like, I know how to get here from now. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, basically, ugh is pretty yeah. accurate. <laughs> and um, nothing against Punk Pro or like the golf you. It's just like. The drive's rough. Hell, but I don't. You get to walk around the golf view at all. We could definitely, uh, and not the just event center, but the mall. Here's itself. the thing. I've done or, it once. Or the how half, do you the go? Mall. The I don't think there's anything like. Okay, you walk through the mall, and most things are closed. But the I think the most shocking thing is when you go to the food court and there's only two places open. Really? Yeah. It's the Italian place and one of the Chinese food places, and that's it. Everything else is cleared out. Wow. Yeah. Man. I was pondering going to the to the food court for nope. for dinner. I'm glad. It, well, first of all, I got put to work, so. Yeah. Uh, but but then I'm glad no food, it, you know, right? So anyway, so yeah, you got to make your debut. So uh, without you know burning any bridges or anything like that, how how or was by all means burn bridges? Burn bridges. bridges. It's a, um, how was uh, how was your experience with with WN? You said it was a very like well oiled machine, and, and it it was. I will say that like. It was a very professionally run, like the most professionally run show I've ever worked on. Um, and that 100% say, includes Punk Pro. I can right. attest to that. 
Woof. Um, <laughs> Kenway, you're agenting this. Right, what? Yeah, yeah, please. And you've Kenway, got put the scramble together. And you've got four minutes. Please. Um, please. But that's uh, good to hear. Well, like, the only show that I, like, could compare it to is, like, I went to Chikara's Young Lions Cup when Everett Connors was in it. And, of course, Mike Quackenbush is, you know, has Chikara to the most well-oiled, geared Right, machine. yeah. Like, if he wanted to, I'm pretty sure he could start an army or something right. like that. But... It was very, very nice to work in an environment and be able to work with somebody, especially Trevin, who, you know, you could talk to and go to about things and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And he would tell you straight up what he thought about it, what to change, and, you know, very, very fun experience. Uh, Yeah, and working with Jared Diaz for the first time, you guys first meeting Jared Diaz, like, literally like, hello, hello, and then, all right, go make magic. And, yeah, I mean, we... We hit each other hard. Yeah. I I just recently gotten good at chopping. I don't know what I was doing. I wrong actually for years. think you threw the best chop of the night. I agree. No no exaggeration. Like it made the loudest sound and all three of us on commentary went, Oh, oh, oh no! Like it that was I think the best chop of the night. I think, also got a one more time chant, which is a, yes. a good sign of a, yes. a good chop. I I'm gonna credit like I think like Gary J just rubbed off by osmosis on me. True. Like, Gary J chop the chop the chop into you. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, probably. Like at this point, like that man hit me, and some of his sweat just left it there. That's true. <laughs> stuck in there. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I good man didn't win. A little sad about that. And then, like, I don't know what I. I guess I hit my knee on something, and like my knee started swelling up in the back. Like you're like, oh boy, everything else went fine. I got to the back. Like my head hurt a little bit from the shining wizard to the back of the head, and I looked down. I'm like, my knee hurts. Like, oh, that's what do I do now? You did you uh, did a hell of a catch to uh, to Jared too, by the way, with his um, like front flip over the top rope. Man, that's that man hit me, and I just buckled. Yeah. I was like, Hurr, hurr. all I heard were like tables behind me. Oh I, yeah, like, he definitely I cracked my neck on a table. I was like, hey. yeah, he definitely uh, Saeed El Sabat a little bit on that Shh. on that booting the living you shit wanna, out of the table. You want to talk about somebody who just ate the table every show that we were on together. I yeah. mean, like, he would, he went for it, and he would do the dive, and then the next thing you know, you would just hear, like, he wouldn't hit any of us. He'd hit the table, and we'd all just be like, oh, sorry, bud. Like, mm-hmm. He's still talented. Thing. But anyway, He's yes, fantastic debut. Oh, um, a lot of good words, and like I said, excellent chop. Um... So what else has been going on in, in your life and your travels? You've been trying to like really tear it up across uh, your neck of the woods. I'm trying. Uh, St. Louis Anarchy. You know, just we start monthly in January. We're uh, on IWTV. Uh, use code STL Anarchy for 20 days free. Uh, got a company man over gotta, here. I got to plug the company. Um, between Anarchy and AW, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, uh, those are my two, like, every month I have those. Like, I am there. I am. I want to make whatever product I'm on the best it can possibly be because I feel like it's a reflection of myself. If the company's doing well and I'm in some sort of position, whether it be top of the card, mid-card, bottom of the card, that I want whatever I do to stand out and I want whatever I do to make people want to come back. And even if it is to boo me and hope I get knocked out in ring and whatnot. Right. Because, you know, I got to... You know, I had the match with uh, Anthony Gutierrez, phenomenal wrestler. Like, I'm not going to – he's a great wrestler. He got me with a kick. And, you know, some people are – you know, like, some fans booed me as I was getting dragged out of there, and then some fans cheered me. 
And that was a very weird thing of, I didn't like being cheered, but you know what? I'm glad the fans booed me because that means that they got their money's worth. True. Yeah. Let me ask you, St. Louis Anarchy um, has had quite the, obviously, Phoenix rising of it recently. Yes. Um, they were gone for a bit. They, I think the company was even basically sold um, uh, to be take, taken over by... The NWL, National right. Wrestling Alliance. Right. Or Wrestling League, sorry. Right. I, no anagrams. So, what, what what are your thoughts of the, what was your thoughts? Because you had worked with the NWL and and uh, how that kind of went and how it ended and then how it's been since uh, Anarchy has made its return. Working with NWL was really fun. It was it was a very similar professional environment. It was very different in that it was very t- it, 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 we pretty much shot TV every two weeks in St. Louis. So I was doing my first pre tapes. I was doing my first you know like here's your segment, go do this, you know. And it was very strange for me, too, because, you know, at the time I was being referred to as Clayton Fox and the whole thing was I was a CPA and I'm horrible at math. <laughs> uh, like, legitimately, I can do, base, like, algebra and stuff, but after that, it's just... Yeah. Um, it was very fun working for them. Then, like, the St. Louis branch closed down. I did Clayton Fox, like, two or three more times. That pretty much stopped. They... The night I was supposed to debut as Matt Kenway was the night I blew my knee out in Tennessee. Then I did like one show. Knee was not healed. Uh, had to have surgery, so I was just going to NWL shows in KC to you know see how it was done. And they were drawing like 500 people to TV tapings and whatnot, like over 500. Uh, they were doing house shows, and every house show was drawing like they were drawing big, big numbers, and then it just suddenly closed and I don't really have an explanation why uh, but as soon as that happened Anarchy came back and Matt Jackson has done a great job of making Anarchy a it's a very well oiled machine there you know like I, I think the topic of this podcast is like what companies are well oiled machines yeah true like Anarchy is very well oiled like if I can walk into work because this is a job. I love it. It's a job still. If I can walk into work, be told what what needs to happen, and know what needs to happen, and, you know, like, I know when I'm going on, I know what I need to do and all that. Uh, <clears throat> it It's great. And I can, I can text, you know, Matt Jackson and, you know, throw him little ideas for stuff or, you know, he's always very willing to listen and talk. And, you know, he, you know, after, uh, when I got the concussion, like he was checking on me. And as I left the building, uh, Anthony Henry drove, drove me back to my house and everything. And he told me, he's like, Hey, don't go to bed until like 2am because I got the concussion at like seven or eight. So, you know, don't go to sleep within four hours. And he goes, I'll be up till like 3am. Call me if you need me. Uh, I just texted him. I was like, "Hey, me and my dad are up. I'm making him watch Japanese wrestling." Uh, <laughs> so that didn't need to happen. But like, I know many promoters who would just be like, "No, oh, sucks. You got hurt. Get out of my building." Yep. Yeah, like, please don't. Hope you don't <clears throat> die. Right. Yeah, like, you know. And I'm very happy that didn't happen with me. Like, it is. So I have a question. So you mentioned, you know, that wrestling is still a job. It's yes. still work. Um, and so uh, it recently came to my attention that. It, building relationships with people um, 
I feel is a complicated matter in wrestling because you're on the base level, you're still making work friends. And by work friends, I mean, there's been people, if anybody's ever had like a nine to five job uh, or retail job or something like that, there's definitely people that like you become friends with Mm -hmm. and you might go through some serious, you know, stuff with them in the workplace. But then it's like, Oh, I got a new job or oh, I quit or whatever. And you're like, all right, well, you know, we'll keep in touch. And then you never do. Right. And I feel, I feel like wrestling is the same is a similar beast, but with the inclusion of the amount of trust that's needed anytime you're working with anybody in ring, that it builds a more, what feels like a deeper friendship, but it's still a work friendship. So obviously you've just mentioned having genuine relationships with people that go far beyond just a workplace friendship, but what is your take on that of like a deceptive quality of building relationships and wrestling because of the trust that's needed, but it's still at the end of the day work. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I'll put it this way. I'll be real about it. There are a lot of people who you can rock with in wrestling and you can be cool with and who you take. Like I text, there are some people in wrestling I text on a daily basis. I text you pretty often. Mm-hmm. Uh, murder one, shout out murder one. Uh, I can, I think I message him daily. Like we, we just send each other memes and stuff, but that's, that's our personal friendship. There's right. a big difference between that. And like, if, if I've got problems, with the, I don't have problems with the hierarchy at the moment at AWE. Right. I don't want problems with the hierarchy at AWE, but I know if me and murder one end up in a match together, he's going to try and beat me it's right. the name of the game it's wrestling like you're trying to win i get it like oh yeah. man like but i know like after a week or so like when things have calmed down and emotions I, are, are are cool i can hit him up and be like hey look at this look at this meme and that's you know the right because the there's works. a genuine friendship outside of i can yeah like the job yeah like and you've seen his facebook it's hilarious right uh there are people who i have All right, let's take me and Chip Day, for example. Mm-hmm. Before all this stuff started with me and him at AWE, and it's funny because we really don't talk anymore. Like, it's like, the AWE stuff was kind of a catalyst of, like, all right, cool, this is done. Like, you know, I've been, me and him were very tight. Like, it was, you know, brotherhood. And, but I'll be very real with it when I say, like, that kind of got cut at one point or another. And that yeah, sucks, but it's the way it is, like, there are friendships that I still have that are cool. Like you said, they're work friends. I trust them. Acquaintances. But yeah, yeah, they're acquaintances. Right. There are some... Like, I'm not... For, I'm not for real about the whole, like... Oh, we're friends. Right. Uh, yeah. BS. Like, I ain't right. about it. I swear if this drunk woman knocks on this window, I swear to God. No, I was dude. waiting for it to happen. Get in your car. Thing. Get in your car. Um... I'm not about those, like, friendships that are just there to, like, benefit you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I rock with you, like, I'll be polite to you. Right. You don't have to be an asshole. But, <laughs> yeah, but. like, I'd, I'd very happily just be very polite with you and very, you know, like, I can be polite with you, you know. Hey, by the way, how's that thing that we talked about six months ago when I last saw you at the show? Like, it's very easy, you know, it's me walking into work. Mm-hmm. I have friends that I talk to every day. I have friends that I talk to, you know, I'll go out to the bar with and drink with them. Uh, I also have people that I don't even like, they get hello and they get goodbye. 
Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. And anybody who wants to be like, oh, well, I'm friends with everyone. No, you're not. Right. Don't don't yeah. lie to yourself. Like, just be be real with everybody. Like, that's my thing. Is like, I know there are people that don't like me. I'm okay with it. Like, I I definitely am making a more conscious effort to be more of a like cordial, positive person right. instead of just you know because that that's a big part of it. Is this is a profession? You need to be professional. So no matter what, like even if I do have problems with someone, like I'm still going to treat you professionally. Like you know. Like, in wrestling, we have the handshake thing, which, you know, there are people who think it should be there. People who think it should be there. For me, I don't, like, I just do it out of habit now. It's where, like, I just shake everyone's hand that I meet, like, even if I'm not in wrestling. But, like, no matter what, like, I'm not going to snub somebody. Like, it's it's always going to be like, oh, hey, good to see you. Like, there was somebody tonight who I saw who I probably am not on good terms with. And, hey, how you been, by the way? Oh, good, good. You and I've been good. Good to see you. And that was it. And right. That was the end of the night. Like that's it's easy. It's easy for me to do it because at the end of the day, I don't care what your personal opinion of me is. I want to leave a very good professional opinion. Yeah, as long as we're all being professional. Yeah, like it's when people are unprofessional that that then. Quick aside: What's your vote on uh, yes or no on everyone needs a handshake? I mean, personally, I would, I would, I would wish it was no, only because I don't want to shake everybody's hand because I don't like getting sick. Because uh, I think that's the biggest thing; it's just the germ path. But I don't think it's like some people get so offended by it. I don't know why. It's just like it's, um, I will tell you right now that I fucking hate it because <laughs> I literally am sick constantly. Right, I am ill. I, all the time and I've gotten and now I look like a psychopath because now at a show I'll shake five people's hands in a row and while they're still standing there after I get done with number five I'm immediately hand sanitizing so I look like a goddamn crazy person but I'm like no you don't understand I'm going to be sick now like I'm I'm I have like a, a TB cough that never goes away. Like I've, I'm just God. always sick because I'm working on wrestling every single week. Right. God, you got that Red Dead Redemption sick. Yes, right. exactly. And so, and I can't tell you how many times like I've messaged you or messaged our, you know, we have an indie cast chat. Right. That's like, oh yeah, uh, no, I'm sick again. Or Luna's like, yes, Zach's not feeling well. Right. Like, because I'm constantly fucking getting right. sick. It, it's very easy in this business, especially for like. I will probably be sick when I get back to St. Louis. Oh, absolutely will. Not because of, like, shaking everyone's hands and all that, because I am a very, like, I wash my hands all the time. Like, I don't like to touch my food. Yeah, a bunch of assholes that don't, though. That's the problem. <laughs> That's true, but it's also the stress of the immune system. Right. Like, you got to think, my immune system is not supposed to be trapped in a car where my blood is not circulating properly right. for, like... That's why when I get out of rest stops, like I look like a psychopath, but I'm doing like push-ups and stuff on in the parking lot because I'm trying to get circulation back in my body. Because the last thing I want is blood clots. Yeah, like, that's my biggest fear for this trip has been like, oh man, I don't want blood clots in my legs. <laughs> like what he did to Christian Rose. That's true. Man almost died. True. <laughs> blood turned to marmalade. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, um, in addition to uh, the, the, Rose. the TB cough and all that, like. It's I don't I don't know I don't know what the solution is because I get the premise of it I get the need for it of like hey we're all acknowledging that we're people and we're all on the same level and blah 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 but like oh the other thing is I die a slow death every time every time without fail somebody's fucking booked for a show and it's like hey you look terrible like yeah I know I got this. <laughs> 
Oh, that's that's no right. good. And then jump cut. Oh yeah, you got to cut a promo tonight, and they're using the same mic I'm using. Right. And so before they go out, they're like, <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna cut this promo, and then they hand it back to me, and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> can, can someone get me some fucking Lysol spray? I was say, just bring a thing of Lysol with yeah. you. Jesus, it's awful. Well, like, it, 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 I tried to make my show last week after I got knocked. Like, I was not able to drive my car home, and I was still like, I'm making the town, and it took, it took three different people. All of whom I respect immensely going, you're not doing the show tomorrow. Right. And I was like, I'll be fine. And they were like, where are you right now? And I was like. In a McDonald's play place. <laughs> I was like, Alton? And they were like, yeah, you took too long to answer that, though. So, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, you're probably Oops. right. And then I woke up the next morning. And I was like, yeah, they were right. Like, <laughs> so uh, you and I had talked earlier about. Um, your personal preferred flavor of ice cream when it comes to wrestling, and that you're not quite as much of like a comedic guy. So, we, so as a question here, when you see the success of somebody like an Orange Cassidy on oh, such well, a national stage, what? How do? How does that inspire you? Because obviously your your answer is not like, well, time to put on the jeans and fucking <laughs> hands in the pockets. I couldn't do that if I tried. But my it's point easy. is, you see that obviously that's grabbing eyeballs. So how does that it's... inspire you? It just makes me want to be better. It makes me want to be the best version of me I can be because he's the best version of him. There is no one else can can do what he does, and right. it's dope. Let me be very <laughs> honest. Like like you said, like my flavor of ice cream is very much like oh, I like watching Jim Crockett promotions right. and Mid South and you know all Japan. Like I'm a very like wrestling as a sport, which you know like I, that is how I like wrestling. That's how I like my wrestling. That's how I view my wrestling. And I can do that, but I'm not going to make you, like, I might, you know, you might order pistachio. Right, yeah. I'm not going to try and put my chocolate sauce on your pistachio to make it chocolate, because it's not going to happen. That sounded very sexual, by the way. Um, slap it on your Tinder profile. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't good, have though. one right now. That's that's a, that's a good way to look at it, though. I am single. Looking to mingle. Eh. No, eh. I, I, I joke, like, with this, the whole, like, eh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's life. In case your mom's listening, yes, you're a very good boy. I'm anyway. a very good boy. Nah, no, she's caught me in bed with a girl before, so. Nice. No, I almost got thrown out. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> it was not, not worth it. <laughs> what was your excuse? This is what it looks like. She fell on me. <laughs> I don't know if there's no, a lot of because, to that. No, because what had happened was like we had hung out and she was the sister of a friend. Mm-hmm. And we had hung out and like it was like four AM. Oh yeah, that's when bad but that's then, when bad things happen usually. Yeah, and like we just went back to my place and things transpired and I was like, Alright, cool. I know my family wakes up at seven AM. This was a Monday, by the way. Nice. No, because I woke up at six thirty. <laughs> That's true. And I just hear above me. I just hear. I'm not going to embarrass the boy like that. And I'm just like, the fuck is so going par- on? And I can hear are. her go like. I can hear my mom just like, no. If you're not, then I am. And my dad, God bless Papa Kenwin for this, is just like, no, you're not. And I can hear this, and I just kind of shake her, and I go like, hey, you need to wake up right now. Because I'd fallen asleep. I'd right. missed my alarm. 
Yeah. I'm like, you need to wake up right now. And she's like, well, oh, what's going? On? I'm like, get up. We gotta, we gotta run. Right. <laughs> like, so I snuck out the back door. I went, went straight to my best friend's house after I dropped her off and was like, hey, you guys still got that couch? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Get it ready. I'm gonna be here for about a week. <laughs> nice. See, that's a good story. Yeah. Now, how old were you when this when this Ooh, good happened? Question. Though, it's twenty. Okay. Doesn't make it any better. Like. It's still one of those weird things of like you don't want your any member of your family walking in on you and a topless girl on your bed. Like, well, unless you say high five, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't know or how that would have went. Papa can't wait to sweep me right now. Like, <laughs> oh God, bless it. Oh, speaking of good stories, yes, I've got the the goldmine story. It hasn't been told on a podcast yet. Okay. I ran into Ice Train at the gym this past July. Oh, boy. The Ice Train, uh, what was it, MB Smooth? Yes. Uh, of WCW fame. And it was me, Thomas Shire, and Chip Day. We were all I was still pretty cool with Chip then. And we all went to the, you know, we went to the gym. We started training and everything. It was a good time. Like, And, like, somebody pointed out, like, oh, you see that big guy over there? And, he, I mean, he's still... He looks exactly, he looks older, but he is still the same size. Right. And we go, yeah. And we figured, like, this is an old bodybuilder that I should know. Right. Go, oh, that's Ice Train. You're like, holy oh. shit. And we, like, he's yelling at guys. He's got, he's got like, 18-year-olds who've got 225 on the bar. He's going, 45 reps. Huh? And they're, like, going through reps. And they're, like, you got Ice Train screaming at you. Right. And we're here like, 20 more reps. And we're doing 20 more reps. We aren't supposed to, but we're just doing right. them because Ice Train's yelling it. Yeah. And so at the end of the workout, like, Chip and them needed a bench to finish out. And, like, I walk over because I see him chatting with them. And he's going on, like, a tangent about, like, wrestling over in Germany and stuff. And he goes, he looks at me, he's like, how old are you, kid? I'm 22, sir. Why the fuck are you in this country? And I'm just like, why? That's, that's a riddle. Like, uh. <laughs> and I was like, I was born here. <laughs> like, what? The Do f- I have to show you my driver's license? Or I was scared because, like, it's a trick question. By the sir? way, while he's yelling at me, like, while he's saying all this, he's pressing 80 pound dumbbells in each hand for shoulder presses. While he's giving this motivational speech. Oh, I speech. feel like he just does that all the time. Like, he could just, he could be at a Waffle House and he's still doing the dumbbell. <laughs> right. Oh, I believe like, it. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's be, he's giving us this pep talk. He's like, man, let me tell you, if I was you, I'd get over to Germany, go work for Otto, make $3,000 a week. Otto, Otto Schwantz, is he even still alive? <laughs> no. Fun fact, Otto Schwantz has been dead since 2013. I'm surprised it's been that, that go, close. Even. If Ice Train tells you to work for the ghost of a promoter in Germany, <laughs> right. you fucking work for the ghost of the promoter of Germany. But I'm doing the math on this, and I'm like, all right, like, I can believe someone is making $3,000 a week on the indies in Germany. Like, If you're, like, main event talent. Yeah, like, if you're main event talent, you're making that. I'm not making that just going over there. Like, hey, like, everybody, it's like, me, Matt Kenway <laughs> from America. Like, give I, me my money, please. Yeah, give me 3K a week. Like, I don't even know any company that runs enough to they, pay someone 3K a week. Told, Otto told me I can make that here. <laughs> Yes, I'm looking for Otto. He says he owes me three grand. <laughs> oh, it gets better. He goes, so you go and work in Germany for three years. 
Then you go over to New Japan for three years. And I'm like, yeah, because that's easy. That's easy. It's like, easy. How does that work? He's like, and then you make $150,000 a year. And I did the math. Fun fact, I'd make more money staying with dead autos. <laughs> that's true. That's, yeah, like, oh, I, really? That's right. I, I go, I'd get demoted in New Japan? That's the, <laughs> I'd make $2,000 less a year? That's the plan? Okay. Well, and he was like, the aftermags. And he's using terms like that. And I'm like, oh, you think it's still the 90s? Yeah, exactly. And, but like. Then he's saying some stuff that's making sense. Like, he's like, it takes people, you know, like, it takes three years for someone to rebuild their image of you. And that made sense to me, because I'm like, oh, like, yeah, because if someone sees me have a shitty match when I was a year in, and, like, someone saw me, you know, two years later, like, I even had it happen recently where, like, yeah, I know, you are head and shoulders where, from where you were and I'm like oh thank you and it's like like yeah no I see you in a different light now and I was like oh Ice Train was right it does take like three years for that right. yeah like that's the crazy thing is like okay Ice Train's spitting some really cool truths at me and he's also stuck in a pocket dimension of 1997 that's right <laughs> yeah we're like Otto Franz is still alive <laughs> yeah, exactly. running he was he was just on the phone with him last week like oh you're just perpetually in 1997 okay <laughs> then after New Japan you go to Texas and you work for you work, you work for Fritz von Erich, right? Fritz has been dead for like ten years. He'll pay you four thousand a week and a case of surge. Okay, okay, I whatever get, you say. But like, I loved the advice. I was just like three thousand dollars a week. I was like, I don't know most people who are making that. Like, it. I'd love to, right. but like, I'd have to work Monday through Sunday. Right. And again, as a main event talent, as that's a main event, too. you don't talent. just walk in like, with your hands outstretched like. And then the money happens, yes? Right. <laughs> Hello, I was told I'd be making $3,000 a week, yeah. sir. Right. Is, this, is this that I want to book you guy that oh, Jesus, shows up all yeah. over the network? It's, it's just Ice Train yelling into a phone. That's been Ice Train. What been a negotiator, Holy shit, though. it's been Ice Train the entire time. It's oh, well, we, we revealed the mystery. <laughs> Figured it out. I watched to book you as, as Ice Train. <laughs> Ice Train from 1997 screaming into, into the void. If I ever run into him again, he's going to kill me yeah. if he ever hears this. Well, that's okay. Podcasts don't exist in his dimension, so we're good. Woo! Yeah. But it was funny because, like... You were on the radio. He psyched us up for our show. Like, I remember we all got in the car, and at one point, the words, fuck it, let's go to Germany. Like, we all three had decided we were going to go wrestle in Germany. And then, like, I Googled... Well, no, we we knew, like, all right, 3000 a week doesn't seem realistic, but we could probably make a decent amount of money and, like, just go be over in Germany. And, like... Then I googled Otto's Fonz, and I'm like, guys, he's been dead for a minute. <laughs> and, and I remember, like, the, the collective was like, yeah, I kind of figured that. And then someone, and, like, I think Shire piped in, like, did he say $3,000 a week? Like, I don't think that, and I'm just, we're all slowly realizing which it. Which also, by the way, hyped up. that's $3,000 a week in, like, 1996 money, which would be, like, what, fucking 5500 5, if not right. more, like, now? Yeah. Okay, so all, you're not helping this point of like I gotta go dig up the body <laughs> well, of no, Otto Spahn. Here's the thing: we need a seance. Are we sure that he really wanted you to go wrestle in Germany, and it wasn't just Ice Train was really jonesing for German food? Did be, and then he was just like, "We gotta go to Germany," like, or just get some sauerbraten. It's right, right. over here. It's not a big deal. There's a Mister Dunderbox down maybe, the road. It's fine. Maybe we need to just take him to Epcot. There you and go. Him go to Germany. Yeah. Where's Otto Spahn? Like, <laughs> stop yelling at children. 
But he was, he was uh, Mickey is very upset. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that just says, where's Otto Schwab? Yeah, that's our new shirt. Where's Otto Schwab? <laughs> I need this shirt sent to me, please. We will. Yeah. Wear it at the gym and blow his fucking mind. <laughs> where's Otto Schwab? On the back it says, he owes me $3,000. <laughs> this this needs to be a real shirt that I We I can make you one. With it. Yes. Fullygimmick.com. Yeah, fully fully I literally, I can make it in my living room when I get home. Let's I got do it. it. <laughs> But yeah, that's my god. So also, weird side question. You've never been to Disney before, right? Never been to Disney. You ever we, been to Universal? I've never been. So like... You've I never will, been to a theme park. Yes, <laughs> I've been to Six Flags. Okay. Uh, okay. So like growing up, like my mom and dad are both union workers. They're both very hardworking people. I'm going to put over Papa Ken... Here, I'm, Dad, I'm putting you over. Yeah, right? God, I never thought I'd say that. Right? God, every day I wake up to, to him on Twitter, and it's just a perpetual goddamn nightmare. <laughs> no, I, I wake up in a cold sweat that, like, Papa Romero busts out of Twitter one day, and I'm like, oh, God, please, your, not like this. Your dad will never break out of Twitter. <laughs> I hope not. You, I, I've met your dad. He's We have a better t- chance of your dad meeting out of Schwartz than him. I, I was told tonight before the show uh, that I'm an idiot for for helping Punk Pro run during WrestleMania week. And then I just sort of paused, and then they looked at me, and I was like, oh, I thought you were just quoting what my dad says. I didn't know this was like, supposed to be a conversation. I thought you were just... I'm waiting for like the stuff he said in high school, too. Like, right. That? Anyway, so... <laughs> My, my, my dad's a union worker. My mom's a union worker. Um, they are both very hardworking people. My mom was my, was my grade school secretary growing up. Uh, dad has always has worked at the same job that he fucking hates. Good. Since he was... Since 2000, so 19 years now. And it, it, it he is... They have always put food on the table, a roof over my head. They put me through fucking 14 years of Catholic schooling. Oh, like, boy. And not cheap Catholic schooling either. Like, they... We never wanted for anything. But that also meant, like, hey, we can't afford to go to Disney. Hey, we can't afford, you know, a week-long trip on a... Like, like a big family vacation yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we always had, like, we were always very well taken care of. Um... So, like, our family vacations would be going to see our family in Atlanta and stuff mm. like that. So, like, we never went, like, or, like, we'd always do Six Flags, like, right. once or twice a year. If we did it twice a year, it was real cool. But it was a, uh, it was a very, like, at one point we talked about it, it never happened, and I was never, like, I've never, I, I've never had a desire to go to Disney since. Like, now okay. as an adult, I'm like... It'd be cool to go. Like, I hear my friends say great things about it. But then there's, like, that part of me that's just like, eh. I could take that money that I would spend going to... Like, I don't take vacations anymore. Like, it, the, the, this was supposed to be, like, a little vacation. And it turned into me debuting for ACW. Yeah. Like, which is awesome because I love it. I was just trying to get out of the cold of Missouri. Like... And you brought the cold here, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, what the... <sighs> I'm gonna complain for a well, second. Cold. Let's let's air quote that. Yeah, it, cold I, I'll us, say, not it was you. 20 degrees in Missouri and snowing. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, I'll go chill on a beach in Tampa. It gets warm the day after I leave. Yeah. So there's legitimately part of me that's just like, I might just sleep in my car on Sunday and right. just not, you know, I'll go to the beach right. or something. But yeah, it like. So no real desire for Disney, nothing real for Universal. If it ever popped up, like if if I if somebody was like, "Hey, I have a ticket, you want to go?" You wouldn't be like, "Nah, fuck the mouse." Like, 
no, I wouldn't. Well, no, at this point, like, Mickey Mouse is going to get my money for, like, Disney Plus or something like that. Just because, like, I saw they have Star Wars and they have The Simpsons. And I, aside from wrestling, those are the two things I watch. Is like, I watch real sports, like, soccer and baseball. Did you ever watch Cheap Seats, by the way, when it was on ESPN? I never heard of that. It's, it was a, um, it was a comedy show where these, uh, two comedians would do, like, a comedic commentary track over old sports. Like, old, like, real good, like, they would do, like, extreme frisbee and shit like that. Just, like, like real, like, sports theater. Yeah, 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 I love it. Yeah, so go look it up on YouTube. It's very good. It's probably on Disney Plus now. It could be. Um, They've got everything. That's true. They do own ESPN, so it could be. Yeah, they own ESPN, Fox, and like everything. It's kind of terrifying when you think about it. It super is. Because they're a monopoly. Oh, absolutely they are. But it's also one of those things. I thought we had antitrust for for that type of thing. My wife is absolutely thrilled. Like, she was. I came home and she'd fallen asleep to fucking bed knobs and broomsticks. Like, she's (laughs) over the moon and it's just like, you just put that. Monopoly talk in the back of your mind. Don't yeah. worry about that. Which I did want to ask you, Chad. What was yes, the first sir. thing you watched on Disney Plus? I have not watched anything on Disney Plus. Neither have I. Uh, I, I. Breadwinners, baby. I, <laughs> I, uh, I do have it. Uh, I did flip through the menu once I got it logged in, just because I wanted to see what was on there. Um, I think the first thing I'll probably end up watching will be The Mandalorian because okay. I've heard so many I... good things about it. Um, and then from there, I was actually very impressed at a lot of the. Movies that I haven't seen in forever mm-hmm. uh, that my kids have not seen yet, like uh, 101 Dalmatians, I haven't seen in forever. Okay, um, uh, was it a Black Cauldron is on there? Like I, I was about to say, that. you better show your kids Black Cauldron. Yeah, hey, I want to show them Black Cauldron. Um, like there was, there was I'm placing bets right now. Mm-hmm. They'll be bored of shit at Black Cauldron. Possibly, it yeah. is. It is quite the like. It's a little bit of a slow build, I'd say. I didn't start liking it until I was like in my teens, and it was on like. Disney XD is yeah, like the movie right. of the day. Then I was like, "Oh, this actually is a cool movie." Like, so quick adjacent. Now I have to ask about your um, ranking of Star Wars films. Okay, because you're younger than we are. Oh, right, and so. that's gonna probably make you want to kill me. Right. One, as long as you don't say any of the prequels in the number one spot, I think you'll be fine. Oh, you're gonna hate me. No, I was just saying. I knew it as soon as he prequel? said that. I knew. No, he was I, I, that. I jokingly say that. Um. Empire Strikes Back is number one. Okay. Okay. Number two, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Three, Phantom Menace. Okay. Four, Clone Wars. Okay. Or Attack of the Clones. Sorry. Uh, five, New Hope. Six, Return of the Jedi. Seven. Seven is episode seven. Eight. Eight goes. Are we just doing? You still got Rogue One. You I know. I was say you still got. I'll I'll give Rogue One. Actually, you know what? Bump down Last Jedi and New Hope. So what was that? I have six and seven. You just bumped down. Five, hold. On. Okay, so six would be Rogue One because it's just so well done. Then. Episode 7 is in spot number 9. Solo is spot number 10. Not that I don't like it as a film. It's very good. Uh, Episode 8 is the dog shit worst, and I hope that it just gets retconned. For 9. Yeah. J.J. Abrams, I hope he did work on that script. Listen, and, and like, uh, 
I hate that a lot of the people saw like the critiques of it and then were like, oh, well, it's just because like Ro- Rose is a woman and all that. It was like she was shoehorned in there so hard and it killed me because I was like, I can be down with this character. Like, okay, cool. Her sister died. She's not letting him abandon it because of her memory. Okay, cool. And then it got real preachy real quick at the casino thing. And I do feel like if they cut the whole casino. Element, I feel like that movie would have been stronger. Yeah, it felt like the whole that plot kind of took a back seat for like this weird. Hey, it's an alien made of titty meat. And I was like, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> oh boy, there's a crazy looking woman just to your, just look behind you there, Zach. Glance over. Oh boy, <laughs> that's a lot of pink just standing in the parking lot all by herself. I'm glad I can't see it. Yeah. God bless Pasco County. Um. But then it's like, oh, Leia automatically has force powers and shit like that. Well, she was... Like, I get that, but when have we ever seen the force allow you the ability to breathe in space? Well, apparently the rumor the rumor was, too, that I was just reading... Uh, I was reading recently they are saying that the last Jedi in this new movie was supposed to end up being Leia at the end of all of it. That she would have been... Would have been great had she had some so. damn training at some point oh. and not just randomly... Like, She's never been able to... Well, no, she has used the Force. Right. When her and Luke communicate telepathically. But my thing That's was... That's a pretty big like, leap. Yeah, my, the big leap is like blown she was up. saving it up till now. She was... She saved it all up to make sure she was shielded herself during that massive explosion that killed everyone and should have killed her. That seems weirdly uh, stubborn. That they're like, hey, Carrie Fisher died in real life. Yeah, and we've written a way for her to die in the movie, but fuck that shit, she's not gonna die in the right. movie. It's like, yeah. well, now you're making life harder for yourself. Right. Like, well, like they said, like, oh, well, she's already filmed all her scenes, and I, it was like, yeah, but what about the next movie? Like, that's what they said was yeah. like she'd filmed all her stuff for the next movie, and all I could think was like, no, she didn't. Right, you're gonna do that crappy CGI BS Tarkin thing. Um, what do you think? Do you that think- was actually kind of dope. Yeah. Which is not bad. Well, now, there apparently there's a rumor that they want to... Not they, but, like, Hollywood wants to make a film about, like, the Vietnam War, and they want, um... They... What is his name? Oh, uh, James Dean! Yeah, they want James Dean in it. I heard that, and I was like, that's not how this works, That's very strange. gentlemen, like... Yeah, it was... But anyway, so, side note, what, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 uh, being not likely at all, 10 being absolute gonna happen do you think Lando lives in, through nine <sighs> Billy D. Williams does he live or die yes because I feel like because you killed Han See, that's my thought process is he's literally the only original series actor left Right in the I mean not left I mean left, in real in, life too though you gotta think like well, Mark Hamill's still kicking around but. yeah 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 but and so is Harrison Ford. But right. but my point is, in the canon here, he's literally the only originator left. Right. Well, Chewbacca and and R two. Right. Well, you never know. Like I am still holding out hope that like Luke comes back somehow. Well, I mean, Force goes. So I was gonna say. So let me backtrack because you fucking hated Last Jedi. Oh oh, I didn't even get to the other part of why I hate Last Jedi. That bullshit ass ending with Rose almost kit what should have killed him when she wrecked into the side of his of uh Finn's speeder 
oh, the only way that we win is by love, whatever the fuck she said that made me want to fucking hurl. So, question, I'm sorry to curse. How did you feel about... We don't fucking care. It yeah. angers me. How did you feel about the... I guess spoilers? I don't know. Um, this became a, a movie podcast all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the thing with Luke and Kylo at the end? Like, before the... Okay, so I thought it was super dope that, like, oh, cool, he's using, like, force a force ghost or something, like... But then it's like, and then he dies because he was tired. It's like, what? what uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If that's how we're going to kill Luke, okay. But I don't think he's dead. Because why did his robot hand go with him? Oh, that's true. I'm also trying to really hold out hope yeah. here. Like, I'll, I'll I thought it was. I thought that was super fucking cool. I thought I liked Just for Men, uh, Luke, when he showed up with the haircut and the beard, like right. colored it. Where like, he was just ready for yeah, it. Was like, he was like, "Awesome!" And then when it was, "Whoops!" and he's still on the island, I was like, "Oh!" Like I sat straight up in the theater. I was like, "Oh shit, that's awesome!" <laughs> it was one of those cool moments where I was like, "I don't know how he got here." But I'm all about this lightsaber battle. Because it was a great little lightsaber battle. Yeah. But then, like, the force projection thing kind of threw me out. Like, when they shot at him and he was fine. Big pop. Oh, yeah. Fully, fully erect. But like, I, I was like, that is the fucking coolest. I think everything else that had happened in the movie, and then you're going to end it with, like, the force ghost thing. Mm. That's when I was just like, all right. Never, but never give this Conversely... Guy- it was, in my opinion, the first time, the only time, that the series showed Luke being fucking awesome with the Force. Right. Because yeah. if you go back and watch, he's a big whiny cuck the whole time. <laughs> like, he's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, you suck. Like, that was the first time I was like, oh, he really nailed it. Like, he really, yeah. he did the whole thing. <laughs> he stuck the landing. Yeah, it. he did. Exactly. He I did. felt like he stuck the landing. I think. In light of all the Carrie Fisher stuff, too, you killed the wrong Skywalker. Yeah, that, uh, like, that is like, we probably should have just done it the other way. I felt like they tried to make it too... Also, I'm going to say this. For anyone who had a problem with the the Admiral, I can't remember her name. Purple hair. Oh, I um, want to say Halsey, because I know it's It, it starts with an H, though. Uh, I don't remember what her name is, but yes. The lady anyone, from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yes. yes. Anyone who had a problem with her... Because I remember there was somebody bitching about... There was a lot like, of people bitching. Though. About, there was, like, like too many oh, girls in it and stuff. Like, Blow me. Right, yeah. Like, that's the dumbest complaint. Star Wars is very much like a For Everyone series. Yeah. Just because you're a fanboy who got butt hurt because, oh, there are too many girls in, in lead roles. She played the part great. Right. She did her job. She sacrifices herself in the end, like which yeah. goes with her character. It was like, oh, this is a badass character. My only thing was like the only complaint I had for like any characters in the movie were like Rose was way too overly like inserted randomly. Yeah. Major push, right? And you're going to be in control of like you're gonna drop the worst line in the history of film. And I feel awful for the girl who plays her who got right. like all that stuff. But she online. got the Jack Swagger treatment. In her debut they gave her the title. Like what are we doing here? Yeah, uh, you know what? Swagger could work at least. Oh well true. Uh Holdo, by the way. Vice Admiral Holdo. Holdo. She a wonderful character. Played by Laura Dern. Yes. Which apparently she's coming back for the next Jurassic Park. I don't know how to feel about that. I'm about it. Uh, yeah, well, you know how I'm about it. Oh, that's true. 
He hates Jurassic Park, so... I don't hate Jurassic Park. I just think it doesn't hold up. That was... I've never really watched it. Like, I've, wa- I've, I've seen it, but I've never really, like... I haven't watched two or three. What's your favorite scary movie? I don't watch scary movies. I didn't think you did. That's why I'm it's, asking. It's super weird, right? Like, I seem like... Well, I'm a- expecting it to be like, you know, Halloween Town or something like... Yo, yo, we ain't gonna talk bad on Halloween Town. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like I know I guess that you didn't watch a lot of horror movies. That's what I'm curious. You start talking bad about Halloween Town. It'll be the first episode. Luna, that's gonna actually respond to. Yeah, she loves that shit. Gonna have gonna have Mama Luna roll up at my house. Halloween Town on Disney Plus, by the way. Oh, you think I didn't know? Oh, sorry, Sorry. Jesus. Uh, favorite scary movie. I'm trying to think like scary movies I like because there are some that I actually very much enjoy. Um. This is strange. The Silence of the Lambs count. Yeah, of course. You know, that's a thriller, but yeah. You know. Yeah. I seem to see Lecter end up in a lot of like images of yeah. horror movie. Oh guys, shit, so. Alien. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm I love Alien. Good, good, solid like franchise. Like. Also female led. It goes further yeah. with your like not having a problem with ladies in the lead. Yeah, just, like, don't make the character suck. Right. That's my thing is, like, if you, you're making a movie about a hero, make a movie about a hero. Like, that was, like, I could have had a problem with what? All right, crazy cracked out lady in pink is now driving. She just parked her car. Sorry, I'm catching all. She sat there for, like, 30 minutes, like, or at least for the last 18. There you go. So I'm kind of, like, all right. We'll interview her next. It's fine. <laughs> the meth episode. Get, get right. in the car, man. Yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got lightning round questions to ask. Um, I think it's just all about like if you could do meth with any animal. What would it be? be? If you if you've done meth with any dead celebrity, why is it Otto? Um, <laughs> where's Otto Schwartz? <laughs> now we should just go up and knock on her window. Where's Otto uh, Schwartz? Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, do you know Otto Schwartz is? <laughs> Your point is, if you make a story that's hero-driven, doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl, as long as it's a good character. Yeah, just make it a good hero. Like, I think Avatar's a dog shit movie. I think Avatar's hero is a dog shit hero. I don't care that he is a man or a woman. It's a bad movie and bad character. Don't take Kenway to Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom with their Avatar land. Don't do that. Bunch of hippie bullshit is what it is. Yeah. All right, I, so get your plugs in, kid. Yep. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, this is a part of the show where one yeah. Mr. Brian Cage is officially given permission to all get your shit in. Uh, <laughs> let them know where they can find your I was the first media. damn champion of that thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. I also had the most defenses, I think. Um, close. Close. Hollywood might be close now. Yeah, I was say, Hollywood's probably closing in. I'll have to do the math on that. Because I had one. Oh, I won the belt. Two, three... I mean, I can pull it up. I've got the history of Punk Pro on my how phone. Many Wolf, and how many did Wolf have? No, that's he had one, I think. No, he had more than one. Shit talking, everybody. Get your plugs Maybe. in while I'm looking this up. <laughs> yeah. We bury the territory. Yeah, basically. There we go. History of Punk Pro. <laughs> uh, let me find my Twitter, because I, I lost my Twitter and everything, so I have to find new ones. What happened with that, by the way? Uh, so Christian Rose decided to talk smack on... The great name of Lex Luger. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Huh? Are we, are we scoffing at the great total package? <laughs> I'm scoffing at the way you said it. It just made me laugh. Let so. me tell you about Lex Luger. <laughs> okay. Lex Luger, the best in ring? No. Best interview? No. Body chiseled out of granite? Yeah. Over with the crowd? Watch Nitro 100, I believe it is, in 1997. Because when he beats Hogan for that title... Whole building comes unglued. Can go back and watch Nitro One when he came out in that whole sweet ass, uh, sweet ass uh, cap collar shirt there. Hey, the frilly shirt's over, brother. <laughs> it was definitely the frilly. It was definitely a version of the frilly shirt from fucking Seinfeld. <laughs> but you know what? Lex Luger made a lot of money in wrestling. That's true. And that's 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 the goal, right? Like for. Arn Anderson... He's not wrong. He's still got one ahead of uh, Hollywood right now. Does he? Okay. Man, hey, man. And he'll still be ahead because Hollywood isn't defending at the next show. All right, correct. So. <laughs> oh, glorious. <laughs> Knowing what I know now. Yes. Oh, very good. Very good. All right, so plugs. Plugs. Yeah, sorry, I was defending Lex Luger and uh, Christian Rose. The good name of Lex Luger. The good name of Lex Luger. Because Rose was like, he never had a good match. And I called bullshit. Because does a match need to be Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio to be good? No. Does the crowd like the match and are they into it? You know what I think is a great match? Vincent Shane. Is it technical at all? Mm. No. Features some of the worst punches in the history of wrestling, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. But when Linda McMahon gets up out of that wheelchair. He's not wrong. No, no, no. Go back and watch that. Linda McMahon stands up and the Astrodome, everyone in the Astrodome stands up and is on their feet screaming because Linda is standing there like a zombie. Yeah. And she just points at Vince and starts berating him. And then she dick kicks him. And the whole building loses their shit because she finally stood up to her son of a bitch husband. True. That's a moment right there. And that's a good match. Like, I... Yeah. This man's had some phenomenal matches. I still think about his uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre match for that cage yep. match with mm-hmm. Stone Gold. Watched that recently. Real fun match. That whole pay-per-view is fun to watch. Yeah. Well, I remember the parts where, like, he, uh, like, Austin beat the shit out of him and was, like, getting ready to climb out of the ring, and Vince just gives him the finger from in the <laughs> ring, so Steve Austin climbs back climbs down, back over, he's the like, all right, again, you wanted goes this to again. leave again, gives him the double birds, he's like, all right, we're doing this. And then Paul White shows up. Yeah. Or, my personal favorite is Vince and, uh, Hogan. Oh, no, hold on, Vince Michaels is my personal favorite. Yeah, there you go. Hogan one. Michaels is my personal favorite. <laughs> Oversell of the century right there. I was once given advice for a match. I was like th- five months in. And like the guy I was wrestling was less time than that. He was like 38 doing a cowboy gimmick. Nice. And uh, one of the local vets came up to me. He's like, you ever seen Hogan Michaels, kid? And I was like... Yeah. Like, I was real like, the fuck is this going? Is this another I, riddle? I have indeed, Mr. Schwartz. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. 3000 a week. Where, where is this going, sir? <laughs> Jesus. 
No, I don't have a Patreon that I sell foot pictures on, so I haven't made 3000 That's 2020 for you. That's where we'll go with that. Not over my goddamn dead body. <laughs> um, but he goes, remember how Michaels was selling? I was like, like a dick? He's like, yeah, that's how you sell the finish tonight. And I was like, uh... Good. What? Sell it like you've been shot. So. <laughs> It was a sleeper old too. Oh come on! What are you fucking Roddy Piper? Come on. <laughs> anyway, for the love of Christ, oh, yeah. put your plugs. Plugs. Up. Good God, I'm sorry. Listen, you you, you get it's what midnight. You it's fine. Uh, the Twitter is Kenway B the number four night. There you go. Because you know, and my 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 Twitter profile reads just a cookie factory. Kenway's old fashioned good time cookie factory. <laughs> Seems safe to me. Because that's the old this Mr. Burns joke. Uh, the Instagram is the underscore Kenway 97, or the Kenway underscore 97. Uh, just, I'm pretty easy to find on there. there uh, and he'll be slumming I, it here at Waffle Houses in Pasco. That's right. Yeah, I was going to plug the Facebook, and then I'm like, yeah, I don't even use that thing. I legitimately hate Facebook as a platform. Oh, well, good. Aside from a most trash heap. Yeah. I know one of my friends works for Facebook, and she's probably going to hear this. I'm sorry. I just can't stand the app. Because, like, no matter what, it's real weird when you friend someone, and then you see their Facebook post, and you're just like, oh, my God, you're a horrible person. Yeah, you got to backtrack. Or, like... They said I was sorry. Right, yeah. Or look at you, Chad. Um, oh, not that, you. Those takes on Jurassic Park. You fucking <laughs> scorn. Uh, Chad, do we have anything to plug? Obviously, there's uh, a new weird German shirt that's on the way. Yes. I'm so excited Get for this shirt. Go for the Where's Otto Schwad shirt. Uh, that'll be, that'll be on sale. Oh, that's going to be awesome. In six months, we're going to go, why the fuck did we make this? That'll be on sale in the uh, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network section that's of, true. Uh, oh of Fully Gimmick. So Where's don't go by. Go buy that, because why not? Just confuse the shit um, out of everybody. Uh, go to, uh, follow Turnbuckle Trash Talk. Yeah! Uh, they just interviewed me today, and Hell you can yeah. hear me talk all about the IndyCast, uh, and when we started, and why we're so insane, and yeah. and why we uh, why we sometimes do episodes that aren't anything about wrestling. Spoiler alert, because some days we can bored about wrestling. Yeah. It's like, we're going to do something else. Hell yeah. Um, and actually, he, uh, Kent gave me uh, good old referee. Kent gave me a great idea for a Thanksgiving episode that I think okay. we started to discuss, and we never actually completed the conversation. So we'll have to we'll talk about that off air. Uh, other than that, um, Punk Pro in January. Yeah, uh, January twelfth, 13, 13 Dead End Drive at the kid. beautiful scenic Gulfview Event Center. When does this come out? Is my will this my will match be have been announced Thursday. by then? Uh, we can announce it on here anyway. Yeah. Are you cool with that? Of course I mean, you, I own am. Com- you own the company, so. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kenway is going to be going up first time ever against Kylan King. I'm actually quite excited for this. Yeah. Because I have I saw some clips of her at Fest in that ladder match, and I'm like, she's tough. Yeah. And she can take a punch. Yeah. And I'm going to punch her in the face. Watch out. Watch out for crazy-ass bunny. That's yeah, true. Yeah, what's with the bunny? Because that's real unsettling to me. Yeah. Like. It's Florida, baby. Um, oh, excellent. So, yeah, get your tickets. Yeah. Available on Eventbrite. This is my first time back in Punk Pro in a year and a half. Yeah. And, boy. You are a much different animal now. Oh, y'all ain't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And make sure you keep your eyes peeled for uh, ACW Southern Stampede when it's on video on demand yep. on Club WN. You'll get to see the debut of this handsome gent. I'm looking forward to actually watching it this time. True! <laughs> Not just hitting good music cues. That's right. I hope that you're visible behind the curtain. Like, like, I think I am once like, or twice. I definitely Just think. very judgy face. Just nodding. Yeah. No. No. I'm, I'm hoping for confused, like, the old Shawn Michaels at the keyboard for WWF. Yeah, like, just, just... Oh, here, before we go off air, yes. I do want to ask a question. What okay. show am I watching tonight when I get home? Or when I get to the hotel? Because... Let's I'm a see. Good, good Catholic boy. You're in a hotel in Florida. And it's going to be like two in the morning when you get home or get there. I would say because there's a show I have in mind. Storage Wars will be on, which is normally what. Oh we no, no, watch. no! What on the network? On the, oh, sorry, oh, what on the, on the network? Um, we're not talking Disney Plus. We're talking the WWE Network here. I assume. Well, I'm assuming uh, you're going to go watch uh, an episode of Nitro with Lex Luger going over. No, he's going to go. He's going to go old school. He's watching. <laughs> The, the Crockett Cup? Uh, yeah, that would be good. Actually, you know what I did They actually watch? have those on there, and they're you, quite entertaining. You know what I did watch? That episode was a Thunder, apparently. You know out. what I did watch not that long ago was, uh, was it Starcade 86, I think it was? Lex and... No, okay. No, it was the one with the first, uh, I think it was a Starcade. 85. 85 with the first four games? Been, yes. Or no, it would have been 86 then. So, but yeah. It would have been the Bash. Is that a bash? Yeah, because the bash was they they literally took war games everywhere for the bash, right? Because that was the big draw. Was like, oh, war games. I love me some Crockett history. I was I'm thinking pay per view. Okay. I thought about Halloween Havoc '98. Hey. Just because I currently I I listened to you know something wrestling and all that, and they did the review of that, and it sounds horrible. Okay. Uh, you can uh, actually watch a. Uh, I believe you have a. Uh, uh, Romero review of that one, do do you not? I don't know if I do. We should have done one of those while I'm down here. That's true. Because we did want to do one together. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to come the, here and stay here for January. What was the one that had the fucking electric chair one? That somebody did read. Somebody redid that match, by the way. It was, what? I guess it was a Halloween Havoc. The Halloween Havoc where... Remember they did the big cage match where Abdul the Butcher got electrocuted? Yes. It was like 92 or... Right. Something like they, that. Some another company did an all women's version of that. I That's think, right. I think I think it was Queen, Impact actually. No, no, no. It or, was uh, I think it was Queens of Combat or something. But Sue like Young was in it, which is yeah. why. They, but yeah. Okay, at least Sue was. I was almost about to say like, who thought that was because that match wasn't a good idea in the first place. That's twenty nineteen. We can make it work. Oh, dear, that was wonderful. I, we should. It's too bad we can't afford a cage. They it's killed Abdullah. Chair. I mean, yeah, it's tough to walk back. Yeah. <laughs> and, they killed him, but then they insisted, like, oh, he's alive, even though we just strapped him to this here electric chair. Cowboy told me to say this. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, anyway, we're getting a job there now. Yeah. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Right. Thank to you. To a return episode. <laughs> thank you, guys. Kenway. To our very weird uh, Waffle House parking yes. lot episode yeah. of the big ups to Big up to Waffle House. Um, Big ups to this crack to that cracked out yeah, lady. Exactly, and the waffles and all that good stuff, and smothered and covered and all That's that. Right. Mm. Um, got to see Matt Kenway's very specific order: five cheesy eggs and a big ass waffle with with peanut butter and peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. That's a Kurt Stallion thing that he taught me was the peanut butter and chocolate chips, the the cheesy eggs and the what usually is three to four chicken breasts. On top. Are there? I train. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on behalf of uh, everyone here who's not here, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm Zach Romero. And I am the ghost of Otto Schwann. There you go. <laughs> and until next time, everybody, everybody, we always say... Go make $3,000 a week in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> and then we say deuces. Yeah. Well, hope I don't poop today. Oh, God, just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.